This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and I recently heard of a nonprofit out of the Brooklyn area that has a very interesting focus. So with me is, perhaps you could introduce yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Sierra Van Richtegroot, and I'm the deputy director for Museum Hue. Museum Hue, H-U-E. And this is a nonprofit organization started just a few years ago that has been growing. And tell us about the purpose of your organization. So Museum Hue was founded as an organization for museum workers of color, and we've since expanded to include arts and culture workers of color across all disciplines, so performing arts, visual arts, music, etc. So we've really gone beyond just museums. Why is it important to have this kind of membership organization? It's incredibly important for folks of color to have a space to connect in the midst of all that is going on in the world, in addition to what's going on in our individual museum spaces. Museums are predominantly white spaces in in terms of not just audience, but also in staffing. And so we do find that folks of color often are in need of support, whether it is around issues that they're facing, conversations they want to have, exhibitions they want to have, as well as just getting professional development. We know that opportunities are often limited based off of your background, your class, socioeconomics. And so we want to make sure that folks have access to everything they can possibly have in addition to providing the support once you are in the sector. I'm aware of the importance of having a representation from various groups within our institutions, but maybe you can say a little bit about what's going on with museums and what the challenges are. Yeah, this is a really pivotal and important time for arts and culture and especially museums. We know museums as places to preserve and exhibit and celebrate the human culture, human history. But we also know them as spaces that were really born out of uh, colonialism. The original museums were just collections of things that people had gotten on their travels or had purchased from folks who had been traveling about. And um, now we're in a moment in 2023 where we are talking about not just what is in the museum space in terms of how we receive those items that were on display and the conversations of repatriation to cultures that may have had things taken from them in less than favorable manners. But we're also having conversations about the people who preserve and do the work that make museums more than just boxes of things, like rooms with things. We are talking about the support that they have to have these difficult conversations about these histories, to correctly interpret and tell the stories of these pieces. And then we're also having a conversation about the value of this work. Museum workers and arts and culture workers are incredibly skilled professionals, but we find that we have some of the lowest wages um, in some of the, the sectors that you see, especially in New York City. And so we want to make sure that we are having the conversations that need to be had, not just about what is in the museum, about, but also about who is working in the museum spaces and how they're treated. So you said it's a membership organization for people working in these various areas, but then you are also working with organizations. And you said you have some advocacy programs coming up. Let's hear about that. Absolutely. So um, starting actually November 1st, we'll have our very first program. We're kind of demystifying the advocacy process for arts organizations in New York State in particular. One of the things that um, has come up through some of the projects that we've done over the last few years is a lot of arts organizations don't know how much advocacy they can do with government officials, with um, funders and donors 
to advocate not just for themselves, but for funding for the arts, funding for culture, funding for science. And so this series is really dedicated to making sure that um, folks know what they can do legally. I mean, obviously, there is a fine line for arts nonprofit funding, but then um, there is also the sense of trying to uh, give folks all the tools that they need. It's not just saying, oh, we're going to go start advocating. We want to make sure that folks know all the tips and tricks. You know, some of the larger institutions have government affairs, like jobs and departments and lobbyists that they have on on call to do all this advocacy work for them behind the scenes. How can you as a small to medium-sized nonprofit get similar access and presence to your elected officials to really reiterate the importance of your space and make sure that they see you as an important part of the community? And then in terms of establishing oneself in organizations, you have some training called HUE, H-U-E, University. Yeah, so um, we do love our puns, but our university series is really around providing support and access to resources as well as other professionals for early career professionals looking to join the arts and culture sector. We kicked this off actually in September and have had several sessions already around cover letters and resume writing. Uh, We've also talked about application processes and what it looks like to have, you know, a nine to five job, so to speak, but also be pursuing things of interest in your quote unquote five to nine um, (laughs) after hours. And then uh, we also have this upcoming session, which will actually be the first week of November as well, is on internships, which I think a lot of people can't believe that we're talking about internships so early, but some of the big museum um, and arts and culture internships start uh, their applications open in late November, early December. So we want to make sure folks have the tools and um, advice they need to kind of start that process. We know that internships are often that big foot in the door for a lot of people, so we want to make sure everyone's equipped. As a former college educator, I understand the importance of internships, and as somebody who benefited from internships herself many years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's wonderful. Now, uh, your membership is all over the country? Yes, well, we do have a national presence, and we are currently, like many folks, trying to expand outside of our withdrawn COVID bubble. We kind of really focus primarily on New York because that's where we are based, but we are looking to reach back out a lot more, have an in-person presence across the rest of the U.S. So you are doing virtual programs. It's not just limited to the people in Brooklyn. Absolutely. We have virtual programs and we are starting to pick back up our in-person. So we want to do a little bit of both all over. Are there any events coming up that people might be interested in? Yeah, so we just mentioned the advocacy event in the first week of November. That series will be going on through November and December. So I highly recommend that you visit our website at museumhue.org. And we are also really looking forward to sharing about the university series as well. That's continuing. And we are actually really looking forward to doing an in-person convening for that series in January in New York City. So if folks are around in the city and are looking to kind of utilize the skills that they've learned from university that will be available. (laughs) I want to go back to a word that you said toward the beginning, repatriation. And certainly with the return of remains to Native communities primarily, you represent not just people of African-American background, but people of color? 
Yes, we seek to provide a space for all folks of color, so Black, Indigenous, Latino or Latinx, um, as well as Asian and, of course, Indigenous folks, whether they identify as Indian or First Peoples. How large is your membership? So our membership, we have over 400 institutional members, ranging from organizations with budgets as small as like 50,000 to expansive institutions with budgets over 8 million. So we really do have a full breadth of membership. And we also have individual memberships. We have a brand new student membership, or early career is actually the correct term. We are trying to be more inclusive. So we have an early career membership that is about $20, and our individual membership otherwise is $30 for folks of color as well as allies, so folks who do not identify as folks of color as well can be members of the organization. And then when you say organizational memberships, there are museums and other art-related institutions. Can you name some of the ones that you are working with most prominently? Yes, we do have a really wonderful relationship with the folks over at the Museum Association of New York, which is actually based pretty locally in Troy. A variety of Smithsonian institutions are members. We also have a membership that includes some small historic houses like uh, the Lewis Latimer House in Queens, New York. We also have members that we have quite a few members. I'm trying to think of like really good names to give you outside (laughs) of those, but a good range. That's great. And I'm talking with Sierra here at the Albany Institute of History and Art, where they're having an educational program on October 28th. I'm so glad that I heard about the program and I'm able to be here. And thank you. My guest again is? This is Sierra Van Richter, the Deputy Director of Museum Hue. Thank you, Sierra. And the website for more information is? It was museumhue.org. Thanks a lot. This is Bria Barthel signing off.